0: Green Bay Packers fans, you are headed to the playoffs. What up? Welcome to the Packer Force Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Sill. I was going to stay home all day and just listen to Packer Podcast after Packer Podcast, and then I thought, you know what? I want to talk, actually, because I can't stop thinking about how fantastic it is to be a Packers fan. So I decided to go rogue. Ditch my family and record this solo Victory Monday podcast for you all. I am Elliot Sill, your host, one-third of the Packer Force. Um, One-fourth, really, or I don't know. It gets murky, but we're all Packer Force, really. The Packers are in the playoffs, and I am so stoked to look at everything that has happened that has led to this point. Um, To start... Jordan Love's first playoff game will be against Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, what a matchup. Um, it's It's been fun to think about potential playoff matchups. The, the Cowboys haven't been on the Packers' radar, not on their schedule, uh, and playoffs were not in the forecast. This is not similar to the last uh, several seasons in which you're, you have Aaron Rodgers. You expect playoffs as... That's the bar, right? And so you're always looking around the conference like, you know, could we beat this team in the playoffs? You'd be looking at, oh, could we beat the 49ers in San Francisco? Could we beat the Eagles? Uh, Do we need to get home field advantage or blah, 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 blah. And this year hasn't had that. It's really been tunnel vision focus on the opponent in front of us just to watch this young, young team develop And all of a sudden, now we're facing Mike McCarthy again. And that's going to be the main storyline here. Mike McCarthy facing off against the Green Bay Packers uh, in the playoffs this time. And one of them is going to get sent home. And boy, it would be quite something if that one was McCarthy and the Cowboys. Uh, You will have a great quarterback feature matchup in this game. Uh, Jordan Love versus Dak Prescott. Uh, One is an MVP candidate. The other one will be uh, for the foreseeable future going forward. Uh, Dak Prescott's had an amazing kind of bounce back season as Mike McCarthy's taken back the reins on play calling. And uh, that Dallas offense has been quite potent, um, extremely potent against bad teams um, and extremely potent at home. So, uh luckily Joe Barry's defense seems to do better against better teams and worse against worse teams, uh, with the, of course, uh, Brett Ripon, Jaron Hall exception. Uh, but love versus Prescott is going to be a great matchup, great quarterback matchup. The ball's going to be slung all over the field on both sides. And also just, it's a new era of Cowboys Packers, right? We have, the, the Favre era of Cowboys-Packers was miserable for Packers fans. The the, the Cowboys were a, an impenetrable wall for that team for so long. And then the Rodgers era was pretty much the opposite. The Rodgers era of Cowboys-Packers was one of dominance uh, by Rodgers and by McCarthy and those Packers. Uh, they won their Super Bowl in, in Dallas in that stadium, and they just seem to get so comfortable playing there ever you know ever after and last season Rodgers versus McCarthy we finally got that matchup and and Rodgers and LaFleur and the team came back and, and beat the Cowboys last season in one of that 8 and 9 teams signature victories uh but it's a new thing it's a new thing now it's no longer McCarthy versus Rodgers it is now McCarthy versus the packers both parties have evolved a little bit the packers evolving from mccarthy to lafleur from rogers to love mccarthy evolving as as an nfl coach going from someone who was kind of ostracized and thought of as as old school and he's sort of he's not he's not joined the new school he's not a shanahan style offense but he's definitely um his game and, and evolved his game and, and the way that that offense flows uh, is a really cool mix of of old school kind of smash mouth and also vertical passing game uh, that you're not really seeing in, in most of these uh, places with coaches from the shanahan from from the 2012 Redskins basically uh, you're not seeing McCarthy. Call that style of uh, illusion of complexity. There's no illusion of complexity with the Cowboys' run game. They they just they run it at you, and you can pretty much tell when they're going to. Um, but it's worked for them, and so it's going to be a great uh, showcase for what you know. Maybe a preview of the of the Packers Cowboys rivalry in a new stage, and you love it. And I think coming into week 18 your your initial thought was definitely just like just get to the playoffs just get in there i don't care what happens after and definitely coming into the season if you told me that the packers would make the playoffs i'd say hell yeah no further questions like i don't care if we make it there and we get spanked 35 to nothing in the first round getting to the playoffs at all would be the accomplishment and now I don't feel that way anymore. I feel I suspect most I suspect most Packers fans are are turning the page from we'd be happy with that to we cannot lose to McCarthy. And this is a case where the disease of more is actually fine. Like the sport sports are an outlet for the disease of more, right? You're always gonna want more. And in sports, that's just a way to, you know, to do your best. <laughs> Right. You're just you're just trying to see how far you can go. How far can you take it in this team that, you know, I I'm ever optimistic, but my more conservative, at least in approach to this season, older brother, Andrew, was was saying, you know, seven wins. There are a lot of people seven wins would have been would have been great for this team shown that they can win games Yes, they're young, but if Jordan Love shows enough in some of those games, that'd be fine. And then all of a sudden, now it's like, no. Not only do we want to make the playoffs, we want to beat the Cowboys. And then, you know, if we do beat the Cowboys, it's a matchup with San Francisco, and we'll see what happens then. But, wow, what a season for these green bay packers the first year of the love era is in the books it is a book uh 17 games down nine and eight just incredible first shout out first of all to the packer fan proletariat for correctly diagnosing this season from the start while the the Chicago Bears, the team we just beat, while their fans were pie in the sky, Justin Fields is him, we are a playoff team, we spent so wisely in free agency, we're a real team now, we're going to be awesome, we're going to win the division, we own the North, blah, 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 blah. Packers fans, at least the ones that I follow on Twitter, were they nailed it. It is a season of ups and downs. Jordan Love is likely going to be a guy. He's going to have issues, but he's going to be fine. He is an NFL quarterback. And Packers fans nailed those two things, and my, you know, there's a small minority contingent of people who are calling for Sean Clifford or, or, or not having faith in Jordan Love whatsoever, but I'm not going to give credence to those people because that, they were a minority most people were open to Jordan Love or excited for Jordan Love and in fact it was the the blogger class that was less correct about Jordan Love because they couldn't take the risk of being as optimistic as other Packers fans like myself could <laughs> they you know Andy Herman wasn't going to go out and say that Jordan Love was going to play like this Right? That's too big. That's too much to assume. And everyone's saying we didn't know, but a lot of us had a feeling. And so, shout out to those of us who had the feeling that this team was just going to get it right again with the quarterback uh, because they did. And the other thing that Packers fans were very correct on was this defense, <laughs> this Green Bay Packers defense, being the absolute worst. Defense to root for in football. They may not be the worst defense in football, but they are the worst defense to root for. I think Joe Barry's defense is like the football version of chemotherapy. Like, at best, at its best, it still feels pretty miserable. Like, yeah, supposedly it's helping, but it just, it makes you sick watching... Third down conversion after third down conversion and giving up, you know, eight yards on first and second down, like almost without fail. Like the average third down distance for this team, I'm not going to look it up, but you know, watching this team, you know, watching this team what it feels like how often teams get, you know, second and two, third and one, first down, or second and six, third and two, first down. And it it just, the the incremental nature of this defense, their absolute refusal to give up the big play and being willing to give up the short play and the medium play because of that. So often we'll just see like a routine comeback route thrown 12 yards downfield and the defensive was just playing a deeper zone than that. And so they just have 12 yards on first and 10 freely given and it is miserable. And at its best, it is still miserable to watch Joe Barry's defense be sort of effective. And at its worst, it feels like chemotherapy just, there's no reason you're just getting chemotherapy like recreationally. That's what it feels like. Like you're not even making yourself get better. You're just making yourself sick (laughs) because this defense is awful to watch. Um, Fuck cancer. Shout out to cancer survivors and to cancer warriors. Uh, Jeez. Despite the defense, because of Jordan Love, through the ups and downs, the Packers had a great season. They beat every division rival at least once, and they had the last word with each of them, which is super important. While the Vikings and Lions pretty badly beat up on these Packers in October slash late September. The Packers were able to come back and trounce the Vikings and were able to prevail in really a a turning point, a pivotal game in the season on Thanksgiving against Detroit in Detroit. Um, And this was this was the year of the get back, the get back game. And we had one against Detroit. We had one against Minnesota. And for Jordan Love, he had a get-back game of a very personal nature against the Kansas City Chiefs in Steve Spagnuolo's poo-poo platter blitz package, um, which absolutely befuddled Love in his first career start. Um, it was a brilliant you know, play by Spagnuolo to just mercilessly blitz the young quarterback in his first game and he came back and against that same defense uh with similar exotic kind of blitz patterns they completely diced the blitz in that game that was a huge moment for love he also out-dueled Mahomes in that game some would say some would say he out Mahomes again I wouldn't go that far uh but we we have been deprived through the Mahomes era of any sort of Mahomes-Rogers matchup. Instead, we've gotten two Mahomes-Love matchups. And uh, Love has held his own in both. And he's it, it just kind of underscores how he uh, has the the makings of an NFL quarterback. He looks the part when he plays the game. Um, and that was one of the high points of the season, beating the Chiefs as well. I think... The low point of the season, unfortunately, I witnessed in person. The one game oh, the one game I went to this season, as as we are a, a Denver based Packers podcast, we went to the Broncos game and we saw the Packers come in and get beat by a one in five Broncos team under Russell Wilson, under Sean Payton. Um And at that point, it felt really – I don't know. I'm I'm not going to say hopeless, but it was just – it was tough. It was kind of the, okay, we are going to lose 10 games and miss the playoffs with this team because we just are close but not there. And um, I think – through that game, watching that in person, I never lost faith in Jordan Love. I think in general terms, that was probably the low point as far as Packers fans having faith uh, in Love. He seemed to play, you know, that Vikings game was, it was another loss that we suffered after that. Uh, before, you know, the Pittsburgh game, the Rams game, the Packers won. The Pittsburgh game was more encouraging, but it was still a loss. And then the Chargers game, and that's when, you know, Love really started to regain the faith of of Packers fans, but that Broncos game was a was a real low point in the Love era. I think I never lost faith just because he he just looked like a rough version of a really good player and he just had accuracy issues and you know i you could envision you know if he just gets more comfortable if he just irons out the kinks in his mechanics and his footwork his accuracy could come up to where it needs to be um he threw a game ending interception against the broncos in that game uh and you just felt maybe this year was lost even if the quarterback wasn't necessarily but we needed to see growth from him otherwise you know those first those first 8 games of the season were were not good enough but you saw the blueprint for how he could operate effectively and then he just did it he just turned it around and did it and it culminated in yesterday's win over the bears which felt actually pretty similar in a lot of ways to that game against the broncos in that it was it was kind of a it was a bit ugly in certain ways it was never like it never felt comfortable i think the packers had the upper hand for for the whole game but they never had a comfortable lead in that game there was never a point where you're like okay we can relax the, the biggest lead of the game was eight points um and we got there through a th- like a thousand paper cut mistakes it was it was young team mistake after young team mistake we started with our rookie kicker missing a field goal um in that slow, drawn-out beginning of the game, you have Joe Barry's defense in its trademark fashion, giving up a long, slow opening drive, tightening up near the red zone to force a field goal. Um, I guess they weren't in the red zone yet, but it—you know they forced a field goal. Then we got the ball on our first possession, slow, methodical drive down the field. It's feeling really good, and then it ends with a missed field goal by the rookie. And then, in addition to that, you had at halftime the chance to go up fourteen to six or ten to six, and you end up, you know, seven to six because you run the half out. Dontavian Wicks doesn't doesn't get out of bounds. Jordan Love doesn't place that ball well. Slash Wicks doesn't run that route well. Slash he can't break the tackle to get out of bounds. Slash Tucker Craft should have gotten out of bounds earlier in the drive to save like twenty seconds. Um, those kinds of mistakes, you had two drop touchdowns that were so close. Um, but at the end of the day, you just have young receivers who aren't Christian Watson in the moment, um, <laughs> able to, able to high point the ball and, and make the contested catch or the, you know, Romeo Dobbs has certainly done that a lot too. Let's give Romeo Dobbs some contested cre- catch credit, uh, but they just couldn't bring him in. You had Jordan Love fumbling in the third quarter, uh, just based off of miscommunication, right? It looked like Love audible the play, changed the play, but not to what he thought he did because none of the receivers ran around. They all ran blocking plays, and I, I doubt they all three, you know, misheard Jordan Love's play call. Um, and so Jordan Love drops back to pass. Everyone's blocking. He immediately makes a heady decision to just run around the right side of the offensive line, try and get the corner. He's able to get the first down, and then Tyreek Stevenson, I believe, gets a gets a helmet on, on Love's elbow, and the ball comes out. Um, just, you know, a young mistake that leads to a, to a problem. We had lost challenges in this game, and it just felt like a game that the October Packers lose 10 times out of 10. And it showed the growth that we've been wanting to see. It's like, yes, we are still a young team, still struggling with these like little mistakes, but we are also a damn good team. And if we just keep going, if we just keep being the better team, we can overcome them and we can win. And so in addition to that, there were a couple dodged bullets in this game because things could have gotten worse. I talked about all these paper cut mistakes. We had a, first of all, it didn't end up hurting Chicago, but they dropped an interception in the end zone, right? Love before the half ran out in the first half, love put up a turnover worthy ball in in the end zone and and it was dropped. Uh, which felt like a dodged bullet for the next two minutes before we blew it anyway. You had a late hit from Jonathan Owens on us on a slide from Justin Fields that easily could have been called for 15 yards. Easily could have put the Bears um, further into into a scoring position that you know could have changed the game. There was also the touchback that wasn't, um, or I guess that was, it looked briefly like the Bears had downed the ball at the one yard line. Um, And again, you could say that didn't end up mattering. That was the drive. It it was a touchback and that ended up being the drive where Jordan Love fumbled. So the Bears did get the ball back. They didn't give up a score, but you can imagine if that drive starts from the one, and I know that's not, this isn't how this works, but if you have that drive starting from the one yard line and you're fumbling 30 yards down, then the Bears are getting the ball you know, pretty deep in in Packers territory. And that changes, that changes how that drive goes as well. Um, We saw Joe Barry's defense with a short field last week, uh, give up their only touchdown that they allowed to Minnesota. It was a, it was a similar looking situation before, uh, if it weren't for that touchback and, and instead the bears got it on their side of the field. They weren't able to, to, to get the touchdown that they were going after all game. They weren't able, they didn't get a single touchdown on Joe Barry's defense. So, and to that point, the bears were better. We faced this team in week one, and that's a long time ago. Both teams had so much opportunity to grow, evolve and develop over the season. And the bears were a lot better than they were in week one. If I'm a bears fan, I am proud of the way that the team played yesterday for the most part. Obviously you want to, it doesn't matter because you just want to beat the Packers, but they played a sound game. They didn't, you know, they didn't turn the ball over. They, uh, didn't like allow huge plays. They, they stayed in the fight. It was like a one possession game, all game long. And, you know, they weren't good enough to win, but they definitely didn't give the game away, which it felt like they, A, do all the time. Like that's been, <laughs> that's been why they're in this position. And they definitely did that in week one. They gave the game away at a certain point and it's, you know, they could look inward from there. Yesterday felt more like we were just the better team. Like they played a solid game. We were just the better team. Now they also... Uh, lost their starting center. Lucas Patrick was put on IR. Jalen Johnson wasn't able to go. And, you know, in a corresponding outcome, like the Packers had five sacks. They couldn't protect Justin Fields. And Jordan Love went off on that secondary. And that isn't to say that Lucas Patrick was going to prevent, you know, three of those sacks single-handedly or Jalen Johnson was gonna you know make Jordan Love miss seven more passes and and have a completion percentage similar to week one right but they had two key injuries and the Packers were able to dominate in both respective uh, areas of the field right they dominated the Bears offensive line they dominated the Bears secondary Uh, so to be fair, the bears were dealing with, with injuries, but they were right there and they were a better team. And that's why this win felt so much better than week one, even though week one was great. Obviously it was the culmination of a whole off season of shit talk, uh, between bears and Packers fans, but it just kind of felt like the Bears stunk. And it it was like, what a bust on them, but that's why we won the game. And week 18 felt more like, we're a damn good team, and that's why we were able to beat the Bears, who had improved a lot over the season. Whew! You know, I I, I hope you had fun yesterday, uh, watching that game. You know, you, you we've Packers fans have talked all year long about enjoying the ride, and wow, yesterday was so much fun. I like. Remember that the point of all this, the point of being a Packers fan is to make memories, right? To make memories with the people that we love, um, even if that's just the greater god hive of, of Packers fans. Even if you're watching games alone, you, you, you have those memories to share. And I hope that yesterday you had another chapter in your, in your very, very long book, of, uh, iconic Packer memory moments. Um, I know we had a really good time. We're in Denver. We went to the Kentucky Inn. me and me and my brother and, uh, my two kids, um, who are one is too young to really understand what's going on. The other one is also too young to understand what's going on, but he does anyway. He's a four-year-old, uh, freak of a Packers fan. He's like, after the Packers first touchdown, he's like Dontavian Wicks. I'm like, how many four year old Packer fans can name drop De- Dontavian Wicks on a touchdown pass? My kid has been asking me obsessively as we've watched the Packers this season, who's number 87? Who's number 28? Who's number 13? Who's number 17? What year is this his? Is this his first year? Like he's <laughs> he's just a sponge soaking up so many info. You know. So much information about the Packers. And uh, that's how I became a Packers fan, too. So to be able to pass that on uh, is really what this is all about. It's just about sharing it, right? There's no point in being a Packers fan to me if you're not able to share it, whether that's with your family, with your friends, with social media, whatever community makes this whole Packers thing resonate for you uh, I, I hope for you that yesterday was a, another chapter um, of joy in that experience uh, the the coolest part of our, of our game day experience yesterday um, was the bar we were at after the, after the game they played the Bears still suck over the speakers at the bar and the whole bar was just dancing uh, and and singing along. I was singing along really loudly because I know the words and I wanted people to know that this is a song that you could know the words to. Um, and we all we all sang and danced to the Bears Still Suck. My one-year-old was dancing. She loves to dance, so she was dancing. My four-year-old was dancing and and it, it was just great. And that's what this is all about. And... And so I hope you're able to share your experiences too. And the Bears, you know, I said the Bears were a better team, but at the end of the day, the Bears still suck. And that's what matters most. Um, and so here we are. Season one of the Love Era is complete. And it's impossible to watch this team and not chart the progress, you know, juxtaposing it with with the first season of the rogers era or the rogers era in general but through one year love is far ahead of rogers i'll say that through one year and that's not a career right i'm not saying love is better than rogers but through one year he's far ahead uh, he still needs tons of growth to become the quarterback that Aaron Rodgers was. But Aaron Rodgers didn't make that growth in his first year. It took him years. And so we're going to give love years. Um you can you can look at to next year if you want. If you want to sit here and say, "Oh, look at this cap situation. The Packers are in. Finally, Rodgers is off the books. They have all top, five top 90 draft picks. Things are looking great." That's you do you, but I'm not going to go there yet. I'm more excited, as, as far as projecting growth and the future of the of the team, I'm more excited, not about the draft picks and the free agents and the fact that we have four amazing wide receivers on their rookie deals. I'm more excited that this team gets the chance to prepare for a playoff game, gets the chance to experience a playoff game and to face a quality team in Dallas, right? We have, have gone from just competing and learning to compete and now it is time to experiment in being excellent and that is what i i am so excited for for this packers team is they get to go and try and be the not just a good team but the best fucking team in football they get to go try and win the super bowl and that's incredible and if they beat dallas they play san francisco and it's going to get even harder and that will be a whole different type of learning experience And whether they win both those games or win one or lose to Mike McCarthy, they have that experience pocketed, and they can grow from it. And that, my friends, is the key difference in what makes this team feel – and what makes it give me more joy than any recent Rodgers team to me this Packers team is the most fun since the 2011 Packers where it was just a romp and they were 15 and 1 they were defending their Super Bowl trophy and if you didn't win the Super Bowl that year you could look and be like well winning back-to-back Super Bowls is hard right you could it was it was a little bit house money because you already just won the thing and we're back at the house money stage and we were getting something out of every single experience as opposed to the last few seasons of Aaron Rodgers which all felt like they were the last chance to one extent or another right 2020 it felt like we had cap Armageddon coming up after that we survived it 2021 we were the one seed again and that was like truly the last chance and then you you stuck with Aaron Rodgers into 2022 and that felt you know if it doesn't work here, it's never happening again. And that was the case. It didn't work. It's never happening again. Rogers isn't a Packer anymore. But the fact that it feels like a loss, even a loss helps you in the long run because you can learn from it, because you're a young team, because your quarterback is young, He's not stuck in his ways. He hasn't been to the peak of the mountaintop yet. Uh it feels like house money. It feels like we're just gonna go out there and have fun and try to win the freaking Super Bowl as the youngest team in the in the league. Um and everything that we do feels like an investment in the future, like it will appreciate with time. Um and that's the unique feeling that this team gives you and why this season has been such a joy and why even before the Bears game, I wrote in my sub stack, I declared that this, this season was a success because you want Love to be on the Rodgers trajectory. You want that again. Aaron Rodgers, say what you want about him. He's exactly what you want your team to feel like that you always have a shot to win the big one because you have 12, because you have 10. And so Love, doing what he did this season, giving every Packers fan confidence that he is the man, that he is the next era of Packer football. It's a dream come true. And so even while this season was so miserable at times, watching Joe Barry's defense, watching Love struggle with like young mistakes, right? And and losing to bad teams. The Broncos were a bad team we lost to. The Raiders were a bad team that we lost to. And the Falcons, bad team that we lost to. And all those frustrating moments where you just felt like, man, if we had Aaron Rodgers, this doesn't happen. But you knew that if you had Aaron Rodgers, this doesn't happen. This season doesn't happen with Aaron Rodgers at his age. It doesn't feel the same if you have Aaron Rodgers at age 38 or 9 or whatever. And so... What a year it's been. I'm excited for it to continue. I love that it gets to continue. I never want it to end. But if we don't get our shit together, if we don't get ready for Dallas, it will. So with that, love the week ahead. Love looking forward to this game. Get ready for a huge showdown. Green Bay and Dallas, a new era, starts Sunday. We made it here. We made it. Jordan Love made it. Go Pack Go.